Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. I want to talk a little bit, um, when Pastor Renato or me and then agreed last night, okay, I will speak today, because in the beginning I said, no ways, I'm not speaking, you come, but... Yeah, as I said, life doesn't always work out the way. So I was thinking, what one, what one, what I want to speak about? And I always thought we've changed this school's name to the School of the Supernatural. So what does it mean? What does it mean to you? So um, what is your expectation? So um, where's the mic, Alfred? We will start there by you and this side. Where's the mic? Is there a mic? Marizelda, I know you're not shy. So let's start from Alfred, then we'll go through. Tell me what is your definition of supernatural and what's your expectation? When you come here, to what experience do you want? What's supernatural for you? Uh, supernatural, according to me, uh, it's more power. More power? Yeah, more power from God. Yeah. So when you come here, you want to have more power. Yes. That's your expectation. Yes. So remember also what we've learned about disappointment. What is it? We have an expectation towards the reality. So we want to make sure here it's met when we come to the for the supernatural. Yeah. Thank you, Alfred. And Paulina's voice has come in, so she's going to speak from now on for us. Yes, praise God. You want, to, you want wisdom from God and God's power, okay? Every Wednesday when I come, I, I ask for a supernatural touch and fulfillment from the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, when I walk in here and we begin to worship and praise, I'm very much aware of a very special supernatural uh, presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so she wants to be touched and filled by the Holy Spirit every time she comes here. And she has that experience already when we start with praise and worship. Amen. Um, I think um, the supernatural is the impossible made possible. And I, th I expect just to be closer to God. That's all. Okay, so she thinks the impossible becomes possible and she wants to become closer to God. Awesome. Uh, I only come here to learn more. Of I mean, because it's a school in the first place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it comes to learn. That's awesome. Madeleine? Um, I love the supernatural, and I would love to um, learn about angels because awesome. I had some experience with him. And I would love to see in the, in the spirit because the word says, let the eyes of your heart be enlightened. And also to... Um, learn how to minister to others, to pray for the sick and awesome. see them get healed, see miracles happen. So I've got a lot of expectation. Okay, awesome. That's powerful. You can, you've touched on a lot of points I'm going to share this morning, so that's awesome. For me, the natural is my ability, and then the supernatural is God's ability Amen. in my life. And then um, yeah, I just come here to get impartation from other Christians. Okay. Awesome, thank you. For me, the supernatural is, and we've seen it here, is people getting healed, 
and then I come here to get filled with the Holy Spirit because we empty ourselves so much and we need to get filled and it doesn't always happen in a normal church service. Yes, yes, that's so true, that's so true. Yeah, because here we spent a little bit longer in the Word and in experiences and sharing because in a normal church service, um, very rarely the pastor would ask you to share your experience. So yeah, that is, that's why we're here. So um, the first thing I want to start with, what is a school? So I mean, you all know what is a school, I hope. Who of you have attended school? Yeah, most of us. <laughs> so yeah, so what do we do at a school? We learn and we participate. So that's what we're doing here. So the scripture says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, um, study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman, workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. So is that what we're doing here? Are you learning anything when you come here? Are we teaching the word? Is it the truth? Or are we telling you our own little stories? No. So what is, I asked you what is the supernatural according to you. I'm just going to give you a short description of what a dictionary says. So it's a relating to or being above or behind what is natural, unexplainable by natural law. Now, because you can't explain it. And um, that's why I also played you that song of, this is how I fight my battles, because God opened the sea for Moses. Is that natural? No, we can't explain it. That's supernatural. So it's going to be part of our teaching. And um, then they say, object, recurrence, anything considered as supernatural. So um, I'm going to ask you again. Ooh, sorry, wrong way. I'm used to my Kindle. You swipe this way. This way goes up. Sorry. Okay, who of you had a supernatural experience with God? I want you to share with me anything you've trusted God for, something you just know. It's impossible. It could not happen. Can we start there at the back with you, William? <laughs> Where's the mic? Will you just pass the mic there? Thank you, Lorraine. Um, yeah, I've had... Okay, you guys can just speak a little bit louder also, please, so we can hear. Um, I have a couple actually, but the one I'll start with was... Um, well, it was not actually mine, but it was actually my mother's. Um, she, uh, well, she got married when she was 24, um, obviously to my dad. But um, then my oldest brother is, was born when she was 28. But the doctor said that she will not be able to ever have kids. So she asked the Lord, um, please give her a sign. Um, give me a sign to be able to know that I'll be able to have kids again. So... Um, at that moment, um, there was a thunderstorm and there was a lightning bolt that shot too. So my mom thought she's going to have twins. Um, but then I was born nine years after my oldest brother. And then my youngest brother was born 13 months after me. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was God just saying that, you know, it's a supernatural thing for me in any case. Okay. Did you all hear? Okay. Thank you. Alfred? <laughs> Uh, thank you once more. Uh, God is always powerful and do miracles most of the time. Uh, I do remember by the time when I got married to my wife, uh, uh, I think we've lasted maybe plus minus three years with no kids. And then you know in the family, 
when things are not going well, they started to talk a lot of things. And then she said, no, Alfred, I'm a better go back home just because your family, they are saying, no, I'm not giving you children, blah, blah, stuff like that. And then I said to her that, no, I marry you, not the kids. And then uh, if the time of kids is coming, God will provide. Fortunate, and then uh, I got children with me, and now let's go win well. Amen. And it's God's powerful. Amen. So you yeah, also, you got children when they thought they were not going to have children. Okay, Pauline? Okay, not this time. <laughs> Lorraine? I can't think of something straight away. Um, just one thing I th- I asked the Holy Spirit to show me in in my spiritual my spiritual eye to see that He hears me um, when I pray or praise and worship Him. When other when I started out this this journey with Him, a very close journey with Him, I, before I could see in the spiritual realm um, or. Before I could say, I saw signs when I closed my eyes and worshipped and praised. And f- to me, that, that is supernatural. Okay. And um, one day out of the blue, when, while I was worshipping, I closed my eyes and the clouds in the sky formed a shape of a heart, but vividly. And when I opened my eyes again and closed them, I thought I was experiencing, I was just seeing things, and it did it again. And I was totally overwhelmed. And then a few nights later, I was looking at, on YouTube, I was just paging through to see, you know, and listening to spiritual songs and so forth. And I just happened to to come to a song which um, had that particular heart shaped okay. clouds on this yeah, yeah. on the cover and I listened to it and it was you're in the arms of, of or in the arms of angels it said that was the song called the song was called that and then um, I went a little bit further and the song said um, you belong to heaven now wow awesome Thank you, Susie. She asked for God to show her signs. And remember what I said to you last week, when you go through a situation or something, God will always give you a scripture or a song or somebody to encourage you. And that's what she said. And God showed her through the clouds. That's definitely supernatural because no man can form the clouds or anything. Marizal? Um, I had problems with my back and my stomach, but God healed me completely. So I don't have any more problems with that. I mean, so... so it came supernaturally with healing. I had quite a few, but I'm thinking of the one we we were in um, Joburg Zoo, and we took the kids there, and we were looking at the um, the, um, the polar bear, and as he saw me, he started screaming, but screaming and screaming, and then I thought, what's wrong with him? And is it only me that he's looking at? Sure. But um, then I thought maybe he's hot or he, he wants food, but he keeps screaming at me. Then the Lord put the verse in my heart that says, all creation is longing for the sons of God to be revealed. Wow. So like he says, wake up. Amen. <laughs> Even nature is wow. calling out to you. So yeah, God speaks through nature. Okay, so this is a 
bit, bit of a long story, but I will make it short. Okay. So <laughs> I was in a, in a hostel at university, and then I received a message one morning from somebody. It was just like empowering message. And then I uh, just messaged back, and I was like, okay, who is this? Um, thank you very much. And the person replied and said, no, it's this one's mom. So it was like one of my friends in the hostel's mom. And then suddenly she phoned me when she realized it's me. And then she said, um, can I please go and look at just at her son? Because her son is like, she spoke to him and he's like depressed and, and, and. And so, um, like probably three months back, there was one of my other friends. We, he got like a small key and he just threw it in my room. Um, yeah, we were just talking and he said like, is this yours? And I said, no, but in any case, so I got the key. And then um, the Lord told me, like, go to the other friend's room and listen if he's in the room. And then I knocked, and I heard somebody in the room, but he didn't open. And then God told me, no, go take the key in your, the key that you have and go unlock his lock and then go into his room. So I took the key, unlocked his lock, went into his room, and then he sat on the bed and he was depressed and, and, and. So it was just amazing that God actually gave me a key for oh. his lock to unlock his room the door Amen. and then yeah, I could just encourage him and say like yeah so that's wow. cool yes did you all hear um, his friend was not was a little bit depressed and he didn't want to open the door so a few months before he got the key he just threw the key and then God showed him that key is to open the room and then he could help his friend so it's so powerful you know and God is so into the detail of our lives Sometimes we think, oh no, it's not. But it's a, just a true testimony. Like when I do the communion table, God always shows me a color or a thing he wants. And when I go to the shop, if I don't have it, when I walk in, it's there. So you know, God is so, if he wants you to do something, he will always provide and help you with that. It's so powerful. Um, I just experienced healing in my body a few times already, supernaturally. So that's one of the most common things that I experience supernaturally from God. Amen. So syndicate supernatural healing. So let's look at what the Bible says a little bit. So the world consists of both the natural and the supernatural. Nah, that's true. The material and the spiritual. So what is the natural? The things we can see, we experience it with our five senses. But a supernatural, you can't do that. Um, it's just impossible. So um, and sometimes people will also ask you, where does God come from? But that's not, um, it is, they say, uh, fully adhering to many of these fears to deny the supernatural amounts to denying God's existence because he is a supernatural being. That God is a supernatural being. So you can't say, but where did God come from? Because he was there. That's just what the Bible says. He always be there. We cannot deny the supernatural and at the same time say we believe in God. You agree? Yes, because God is the God of the supernatural. He's there. He was always there long before everything existed. And that is supernatural. Because no matter what theory you have or what you say, you can't reason it out. God provides ample evidence that He and supernatural things exist outside our five senses. So we're going to look at some occurrences and some scriptures to... Um, prove this or to validate our point. So let's look at the existence of the natural and the supernatural. 
There is more to the world than we can perceive with our five senses. The natural world, world was formed by a supernatural God. And how did he do it? He just spoke. Isn't it amazing? So how amazing would it be supernaturally if you just speak and you can create something? But see, that's not how we work. We operate in the natural because we want to make a drawing and see how we're going to get things. And God just spoke and it was there. So in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, By faith, that is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds, universes, ages were framed and created, formed, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. It's so powerful. And just look at the things I say, the power and wisdom, what many said I want as a supernatural experience. Because God just spoke and it was created. Now let's look at the evidence of the supernatural. Miracles and unexplained wonders are evidence of the supernatural. So how can you explain it? How did God create the world? Is it even possible for you to create it or explain it? Just sometimes when I think when you study like the body, all the cells and the veins and everything you have, it's so complex. I just think to myself, wow, how did God create that? Because each one of us is different as well. I mean, your blood, your DNA, everything, and that's just the human being. What about all the other things he created? It is so, can you even think, how, just think if you created something, how proud you are, and oh, well, look what I did. And just look at the universe, how small it is, what you've created. And God gave you that power to create because he's our creator. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18, it says, So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting. But the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. So the things we cannot see. Um, can you see God? Can you see the Holy Spirit? No, but they are everlasting. They're always there. But sometimes things that we can see can perish or go away or like the chair you sit on can break you can throw it away it can be destroyed but not with God then the next thing is miracles um, the supernatural in the natural world I mean lots of us have spoken about miracles and um, they were all talking about children and that happened to me as well um, we were married for five years and I couldn't fall pregnant and all the doctors said there's no ways um, you will not fall pregnant. And all the families, children, families, cousins, and my brother, he was just married and the baby was born like a honeymoon baby. And I was so, oh, really, God, what now? <laughs> and I wanted children and I cried and it didn't happen. And then just one day, I just felt sick, so sick. And I was pregnant. And that was such a miracle. And I thought, okay, that's it, because the doctor said there's no way. And four years later, I felt sick again. <laughs> and you're so, God gave me two miracles. It is so amazing, and that's it. And that was just through God's doing, because medically, it was impossible. The doctor said there's no way. If you want to go further, we will have to do serious operations, and I don't know what, and we just said, no, we're not going to go that way. So God is good now. So in Acts 4, verse 16, it says, 
What are we to do with these men? For the fact that an extraordinary miracle has taken place through them is public knowledge and clearly evident to all residents of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. So go and read Acts 4 a little bit, and then you can see about the miracle, the healings and everything that happened, and that they, they proclaimed. So people can't believe it always when you tell them. And it's the same with me when we fell pregnant or I fell pregnant. It was just, it's a miracle really because, you know, it's only God that can do that. And then another point, I'm gonna discuss five points with you now. So we did fourth one I'm going through. So the first ones, let me just give it to you that so you know. The first one, the existence of the natural and the supernatural. So that's Hebrews 11 verse three goes with that one. Then the evidence of the supernatural. Um, we were about wonders that's unexplainable. Then the third one was the supernatural in the natural world. And now we're gonna go what Mother Lane said, angels explained. And I was actually thinking about this this morning. We should actually do a teaching on angels because it's so intense and there's so much that you can learn about them. So if you want us to do it, you must just let us know. <laughs> so there's the angels are ministering spirits, supernatural beings that are here for God's purpose. The Bible explains their history, their purpose, and their nature. And it's so true, you can learn, there's so many angels that you can speak about, or learn about, and go and study, and you're, it's just amazing. A human does not become an angel, nor are angels humans. In Hebrews 1.14, it says, the, it talks about the nature of angels. Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, protect, those who will inherit salvation. Of course they are. So they are ministering spirits. Yeah. Okay, so but we're just touching on the basis of supernatural, what we are all expecting. So you all said what you're expecting. So, you know, if there's something specific you want to know, let us know, then we can do a teaching on that. And then number five, biblical, biblical creation explains the order of natural and supernatural things. So why did God create the earth or the world? They say he created it for his purpose. Now it's not for us or for anybody, he did it for himself, for his own purpose. Another way to say is that God, a supernatural being, created the natural world for his purpose. Because it, he's supernatural, we can't see him, but he can see the world, we can see each other. So that is natural. So it's easy to get caught up in the case of the natural world, but spiritual things are of greater significance and provide real meaning in our lives. So let's look at Revelation 4.11, what it says. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power. You created all things, and because of your will they exist, and were created and brought into being. So sometimes we were talking about, I'm not worthy, I can't do things. But do you think God would have created you? No, because he wanted you. That's why he created you. That's so special, huh? just to think of it. God didn't just think, oh, okay, today I must create 10 people. And then you were created. No, <laughs> he has a purpose for you and a plan for your life. And he loves you. That's why he created you. So um. I hope to give you a little bit of better understanding of what supernatural is, but most of you have a very good understanding already. What do you expect? What is the supernatural? So um, while I was doing um, some reading and thinking, what are we going to do today? And as I said, I asked Pastor Nott also previously, and 
So what does she say is the supernatural and what does, what is the purpose? What are we doing here? And that's what you said, to learn you guys, to give you more understanding of the word, to apply it to our lives. Because um, if we don't learn you things like here yeah, or and let me do some marketing in Bible college, please enroll Bible college next year. We're starting again. <laughs> now, Mother Lane, Cindy, who else? Is in Bible college, Yaku, talent, talent's done. <laughs> but yeah, um, really, you learn so much there, um, and it prepares you. Because sometimes we think if we go to church on a Sunday, is it is enough? Do you think it's enough? No, because how do we build a relationship with somebody? Just speaking to that person once a week. No, I don't think you're gonna have a very good relationship. So um, I was thinking about things how. Do we develop this? How do we go deeper into creating the supernatural or be part of it? So um, I found this article I'm going to share with you about from Gloria Copeland about seven keys to make the supernatural your natural. And it was so powerful. And um, I thought, okay, I, unfortunately, I, I wish I had a little bit more time, but <laughs> time was a little bit short. So <laughs> I called in some assistance to help me. So the first thing is about the seven keys. And remember what I said to you, when we do a principle, what do we do? We have a scripture and we have a declaration. You remember? So make sure you have the scripture and the declarations. So the first one is know your power source. So just what I said to you now. Um, God wants us to know him intimately and know where our power comes from. Because if we don't know, do you think we can operate in the supernatural? Because do you know what to do? Do you know what you can do even? So, so they say, to start with, you must know God. That does, not, that does not mean you must know about Him, because we all know about Him. But do you know Him, really? Do you know Him? As I said now to you, what supernatural thing did He do for you? And if you don't know him, you won't know. So it means having an intimate relationship with you. He wants to open you, when you wants us, when we open our eyes in the morning, at night, every day, every moment to think about him. Is it true? I, we, me and God had a good conversation last night because when I went to bed, I thought, oh my word. Again, God, why? What is your plans with me? Why <laughs> do you want me to speak so much to the people? <laughs> and I was just laughing because, okay, God, I'm going to wait and see where this is going. What is your plans? What are we doing? How are you developing us? And uh, that's another miracle that happened in my life that I want to share with you. Um, and I've told you before, when I was at school and I didn't speak at all, nothing. Um, when I had to do a speech in class, I wanted to die, I'm telling you. I'm not joking. I always wish the school would burn down or something would happen. <laughs> or the teacher would become very ill. <laughs> I think I had horrible thoughts of Because <laughs> please, do not let me stand up and speak in front of people. To read was fine. I could do that. Like, But speak, uh-uh, it was horrible. And then I also went to study. And then they forced you into so social situations. So it got a little bit better. But, and then I got my own nursery school. 
And um, when we had our year-end concerts, I had a principle. I would read a little bit out of the Bible. That was it. The rest you have to do. She have to organize the program. She have to speak to the parents, everything. And I was thinking about that last night. And I said, oh, wow. Isn't God amazing how he changes us and develop us and help us? Because if you would, would have told me that time, I would stand up in front of people and speak to them. No way. Even when I was just now born again and we, we started to join a Pentecostal church, I love children's church. So my first day. And I've done Sunday school at my other church. Just when I was accepted in the church in grade 11 or whatever, I don't know what the, how you call it in Africa, in English, but in Africa it's like because I was in a religious church. So as soon as I was... I started to teach in the Sunday school because I always loved it and it was nothing, I don't know. But when I went to this church and I had to do um, children's school, the first day there was five children in, but I was shaking like this. My hands couldn't hold the papers. <laughs> it was bad. So yeah, God is amazing. And that's it. When we know our power source, where it comes from, it helps us to overcome everything. So the scripture I'm going to give you is Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need him. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Okay, so what is our declaration? I'm going to say it, and then we're all going to say it together so that you know what to say, okay? Because I see some of you is a little bit skeptical. What is she going to ask me to say? <laughs> so let me say it first, and then we're all going to do it together. So my determined purpose is to know him. Okay, so my purpose is to know him firstly. Okay, so let's do it. My determined purpose is to know him. Amen. Okay, then the second key she's talking about is be filled with the spirit of greater works. So who can tell me about the scripture about greater works? Do you know that? Have you read it? Have you seen it? I'm sure most of you, when I'm going to read it, you now you will see. So, but in this scripture, you can hear how deeply Paul desired the Lord and the power of his resurrection. Jesus told his disciples, disciples, he wanted them to receive this, this power so they can do the same things that he did and even greater. Do you remember? It's in John 14, verse 12. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I'm going to the Father. So just think about what Jesus did. Um, like the first, the water into wine, um, calming the sea, walking on the water. So do you believe you can do that? I know many of you wished you could do that in the lockdown, maybe. <laughs> then walk into wine. <laughs> That's just a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, but you see, um, it's really, do we believe it? 
Now, sometimes I think, oh my word, God, you could stand up and talk in front of how many people? And even when he broke the bread and the fishes, can you imagine? You have to feed people and in your mind you would say, there's no way. No way. Because one person would eat one fish alone. So how can I even share it with all these people? No. So the declaration is, I'm called for greater works exploits. So exploits is, you know, you're going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. Let me just, yeah. So let's say it. I am called for greater works exploits. Okay, well, again, I am called for greater works exploits. So we're going to do greater works. So exploit sounds if it doesn't fit here, but it is, I promise you. (laughs) Go and research it a little bit. Okay. So number three, believe that with God, all things are possible. So remember, we were talking about our disappointment. So you're going to see the next of the the other things we're going to talk about. But first, let's go and talk about what am I believing God for that I think is possible, that seems impossible? We're going to start this side a little bit. Marizalda, with you. Where's the mic? Cindy, will you just pause it back? So what are you believing God for that you think are impossible? Okay, I believe that God is going to sign me with a model agency and then I will I go to New York, and that is what I am expect, expecting right now. So you believe he can do everything because everything is possible with him. Yes, that's, so that's what I mean. we're all believing with us. He's going to get that contract to go to New York. Amen. Amen. Um, I believe that um, the God will um, save my father. Save your father. Yes. Yeah, that's important. So we're all going to pray with Jared. He's, God is going to show him, but you're going to be the light. And your father is going to say, no, no, no. That mic's not being passed, Madeleine. Thank you. Go back. We all have something we will believe God for that we think are not possible. Don't tell me you have nothing. Oh, my word, I'm so happy. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Sorry. Some things I will let the mic pass. Some things I won't because... <laughs> We all believe God for something. What do you believe God for? What do you want to do? What's your passion? Are you doing your passion now? Amper. Amper, nearly. So what is it you want to do? I need a little time to think of it. You want to think of it? Okay. But you said you want to learn to minister to people. Yeah. Okay. So, and do you believe how you are, you can do it now, or are you still trusting God to develop you and do things in your life? And sometimes we think yes. it's impossible, as I said to you. Yeah. Standing up and talking in front of people, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, so someone gave Madeleine something. <laughs> you can come back and say anything else if you want to. Okay, so I believe God for many things. But one thing is um, I would like him to give me a business blueprint and also the people and the finances yeah, to do it. So, so you're trusting him for a business? Yes. Awesome. I'm trusting God for 
the real save to my brother and my sister-in-law to be really properly saved. I mean, so you're believing for your family to be saved. Yes. I mean, thank you. I will excuse your family member because <laughs> I know she's just visiting with us. But if you want to say something, she's welcome. No, okay. Just start. <laughs> Lorraine, let's start with you, then you can just pause it that side. I also believe I also believe God for or trust God for very many things like health and and that everything will work out for the good. So what's the um, most important thing? The, at this stage of our lives, my husband and I, I think we, it seems impossible, but we are trusting God for, um, for sufficient um, income or provision um, so that my husband can, will be able to take it a little bit slower because he is getting tired. Okay. So they want provision to retire, basically. Well, he, he <laughs> or to live comfortably. He will never totally retire, okay. but yes, he's, he's pushing himself and we are trusting God for for just a miracle in that okay. sense. Amen. Okay. Pauline, what are you trusting God for? That may seem impossible. Trusting God to to help me to forgive other people because it takes time to okay. forgive. She wants God to help her to forgive people because she's struggling a little bit with forgiveness. Okay. So we're going to pray for that just now. Okay. Thank you, Alfred. Uh, I trust God that you know, uh, you will give a great job for me. A good job, yeah, great good job. job, awesome. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so we'll excuse the two visitors today. <laughs> but the rest of you, if I've seen your face before today, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I actually have a whole list of things that I'm trusting God for, but the thing that's... Um, really pressed on my heart right now. Um, I want to step out of my job and I want to go into ministry full-time. And um, the other thing is I want to go to Israel. Like oh, really, awesome. really badly. Okay. So I'm trusting God for that as well. So yeah, so she also trusts God to open a ministry opportunity and to go to Israel. Awesome, man. So yeah, um, I saw a testimony this week and it was so touching. Um, Last year, we had a women's conference and we did um, vision boards in the women's conference. And so this lady was posting about this conference that all her visions came true and it was so powerful. And she said she put it on a fridge and she stood on the word. So it's so important. Remember, write it down and write your scripture, what God wants and how is he going to, not how is he going to do it, we don't know that, but what we're trusting him for. It's so, so important. So what's the scripture for that? To write our vision down? Habakkuk 2 verse 2. That's how you're halfway there, Madeline. Awesome. <laughs> so remember, do that. Okay, so we believe that with God, all things are possible. So um, the fact is, God has a purpose for our life. And it's exciting and beyond anything you can imagine. Because the Holy Spirit is revealing it. Remember, as Pastor Renata always said, when she prophesies, God only shows her a piece of the cake. 
So it's the same with us. He always just shows us a little piece and guides us. We don't always get the full picture or the full cake. I think if you have to eat a full cake now, you're going to get sick a little bit. So, you know, he knows what's good for us. So, um, so you feel, like I said, you must make, might sometimes feel like I'm not worthy. It's not going to happen to me. It is, um, Marisela, I'm going to use you as an example, and I'm not saying it, but I'm just thinking, you know, okay, I'm here in Whitbank. How is the people in New York is going to see me? But you are connected to the right people, and it's going to happen. And God is the most important connection because He knows the plans for your life and the purpose, and you got the word. But as I said before, sometimes we want it to happen now. We don't want to wait and go through the process and the journey and Sometimes maybe just think now, let's say you get the, that million dollars contract tomorrow. Will you be able to handle it? Are you ready to live on your own, to fight the world on your own? And I know sometimes God prepares us. Not sometimes, He always prepares us if something happens. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer. If it's want to work a little bit more in you and make sure I will be able to handle it. At the other post that always told us, and Will you be able to handle it when God bless you in that way? And sometimes we're not ready yet. You know, our character must be formed. Can we handle it? How do we handle life now when things happen with us? And as I said, disappointments happen. Are we ready? Can we deal with it and move on? Okay, God's know, God knows what He put in you and what He can do in you. In Ephesians 3 verse 20, I didn't give it to them, so I'm just going to say, He's able to exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So He can do it above and exceedingly over anything that we think or imagine. Ephesians 3 verse 20. So the scripture that I give us here is Ephesians 2 verse 10. Thing. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Isn't it beautiful? You know what he did, and he created you to fulfill that, what he wants you to do. So if you think, oh, I want to go in ministry, but I don't know. Um, and some of us have different things in ministry, like going to the hospital. Madeline, you would go to the hospital and pray for people. No, I don't take me near the hospital. The first time my first pastor, a pastor asked me to go and pray for somebody, that person died, actually. So I was like, oh don't ever ask me to pray for somebody again, please. <laughs> And that's not because of me, but, you know, we judge ourselves. You know, we think, okay, I'm not good enough. I can't pray for people. It's not me. And then when you get rid of your life, because Pastor Renata would say, but you have me anointing for healing. And you think, oh, God, are you serious? You know, remember what happened with that lady I prayed for? <laughs> she wasn't healed. But, yeah, sometimes people will get healed and sometimes not. It's not... As again, there's many mysteries in the word now. So remember, we are working for God. So um, what's the declaration? Because we are trusting God now. Yeah? So what is it? It's, I am expecting miracles. Okay, so let's declare it. I am 
expecting miracles. So, so who of you are expecting a miracle? Yes, I am too. So, so we have a vital relationship with the one who makes the impossible possible. Remember what you guys said as well? So then the heroes of faith recorded in the Bible knew God and they did impossible things. They believed God when, I, when he said, I will be with you. Their faith was anchored on that promise and because God was with them, they weren't limited to the natural. Like um, when David had to face oh, Goliath, what happened? You think he was afraid? No, because God was with him. And the thing is, um, when Noah had to build the ark, I was thinking of that last night. If God asked me to build the ark now, would I do it? I don't know. <laughs> because just imagine this huge thing. Where are you going to build it? Where are you going to put it? Where are you going to get the material? How are you gonna... And um, a few Sundays ago, Pastor Yaku actually preached, because we are preaching about honoring this month, and he was preaching about Noah honoring God. And um, he said, Noah didn't even know what rain was. So if you don't know what something is, like us, okay, if we go overseas and we visit, but if somebody tells us it's going to snow here tomorrow, uh, we're going to snow. Okay, we know what snow is at least, but it's just, we can't imagine it, that it's going to snow here. So just like, think about Noah. Do you ever think, just ask yourself the question, would you do that? If God gives you now that thing. Um, okay, so Marco, you said you're trusting God for a business. So if he give you that plan tonight to build the ark, you say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. Uh, sure. can definitely be a hero of faith. And like with Abraham, what happened? Did his age matter? Sometimes when I think, okay, what age I'm reaching now in life, I think, oh, I must retire now. The thing, but I still want to do this and this, and I'm still trusting God. So I must still live about another hundred years because I feel like I've achieved nothing in life yet. Nothing. And I think, okay, I still have so much to do. So, yeah, we're trusting God for that. And He is still the God of the impossible. And He is with us. He has planned great things for each of us because He's planned us a future and a hope, plans to prosper us. And that's why it's called We Are Walking by Faith. Okay, then number four, become a faith giant. That is, I love this one. Because, um, yeah, faith believing what God that said is the foundation for a supernatural life. So, um, Marizella, I'm using you as an example today. I'm picking on you. But you know you want to be a model, and so you're walking in the faith. You're going for classes, you eat right but it doesn't look like you have a problem with your weight. <laughs> but I mean, you won't go now and just eat cake the whole day because you know you have a plan and you have something you want to do. And um, like, we want to go in ministry. How do you prepare yourself? So you're walking in five. So how much time are we spending in the Word? How much are we learning? Um, how do we build ourselves? Because sometimes we think, oh, I've got so much. I'm just putting in and in and in. But what I'm going out, but when you are ready, and they always say you must be ready in season and out of season. So we're not always so ready out of season. 
because like today was like a little bit out of season for me. <laughs> I mean, okay, um, I know what I want to say, but I didn't really don't know how and what, and I'm going to make it real for you guys to really understand it, because that's how I feel. If somebody teach me something, I must really feel like, okay, I'm going to do it when I walk out of here. So, you know, we must be really relatable to people. And if you can't relate, it doesn't help you preach this thing. I had another post that always says, when you preach for a crowd, you must remember people are in different walks in life, different experiences. So you need to have something for everybody that would touch everybody. The person that is a little bit more mature, the younger person, the person in the middle. So everybody must get something and feel, okay, that's how I'm going to do. And that's how important. Are we ready? Are we there yet? Are we ready to teach? Um, because sometimes we think I've done a master's in ministry and it was very tough. It was really like history stuff and archaeology and surveys of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I always thought, okay, where am I ever going to use it? And then God just take me on a different path. And like some of the subjects we have in Bible college, like last year, there was this one that was like really history and I felt so comfortable teaching it and it was actually so difficult. <laughs> but I thought, oh God, okay, you brought me here, you prepared me for this. And then you think, okay, now I know why. Now I know why. So sometimes we go through things and we don't know how are we going to share it or because when I teach something, I always think, okay, I think I've done too much in my life sometimes because I can share a little bit story about everything. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, no, but it's not me, it's God. He's taking everything that happens in our life to use it for our good. Now, so let's look at becoming a faith giant. Um, let's just go. The five faith giants that we were talking about just now that believe God, like Noah and David and everybody, and Moses, I mean, really, who of you gonna stand? Go to the dam now and open the dam for me, please. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's go. I'm putting you all in my car, we're going now. <laughs> I think, oh God, sometimes I think, as I said to you, that mustard seed safe faith, do we have that little bit? Because we think, I know I'm a little bit joking now, but it's, it's so real. Uh, are we dead? So we want to do things and we want to believe if I go into the hospital, I'm going to raise the dead. Are we dead? How did you prepare yourself? Do you know all the scriptures about people who were raised out of the dead? How did Jesus do? How did people believe? And like the centurion, that's one of my favorite scriptures about obedience, about submitting, about faith. When he said to Jesus, I am a man under authority, that's why I know if you give me your word, my servant will be healed. So are you so confident to tell me, okay, my dog is sick at home and I can tell you, don't worry, when you're going to be a kid home, your dog is going to be running and barking and everything. So, so sometimes we still need to work a little bit on ourselves and our journey. Now, do you agree? Okay, so Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now, faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And is it supernatural? Because if I'm going to tell you I raised my dog out of the dead, are you going to believe me? 
Some people, oh, whatever. <laughs> Your dog maybe just fainted or something. But when you're a Christian, you know that's the truth. Huh? We have to have faith. And the first time I really experienced this in my life, I think I've told it before, but I'm going to tell it. So I was working at this company and I had to do a SAP course, a consultant. So SAP is very difficult. Not to use it, the end user, but it's also difficult that side. But I was programming the system. So um, you see how many rules you go for a month on this course. And I was doing the HR part. So it's about the payroll and uh, hours and appointing people. And it was really difficult. And people say, there's no way. Most of the people have to go two or three times because you also write the exam. Each exam is generated when you're sitting there from Germany. So after you've written the exam, you also submit it online and it marks it immediately. And I, I was so stressed because it was really tough. And it cost the company 100,000 rand to send me on that course. So you know, it's really a lot of money. So I was sitting there when I got in there, God said to me, when it's 10 o'clock, you can submit that exam, exam. And then sometimes you think to myself, is it just me? Is it God really speak to me? Is it my own imagination? And as I go, it's, I'm still getting that message. 10 o'clock, and I was done by 10 o'clock. Everything I submitted it and I passed. I was, oh God, you're so good. Because that was just, I believed him, okay. In the beginning, I was a little bit doubtful. I said, no, it's not you. But <laughs> you see, we need to trust him and have the faith. So let's declare. So the declaration is, I am a faith giant. Do you agree? So say it with passion. One, two, three. I am a faith giant. So yes, we're going to walk in faith. So if I tell you, let's go to the dam, you're just going to say to me, let's go. We are going now. <laughs> okay, not, ooh, I have to go. I have to be somewhere else. Okay, number five. I love this one. Attend to God's word. So what does it mean? That's what I said to you. When do you get exposed to God's word? Just when you come here on a Wednesday, when you go to church on a Sunday, or do you really study His word? I mean, I told you, I don't know if it was here when I preached. Um, I love it to go to look at the different translations. Oh, that was a little Afrikaans translations. <laughs> um, just to see how each one says it differently. And sometimes a certain translation just explains it so much better. And it's just, you understand it. So sometimes you would take a Bible and read it and say, oh no, it's way above my head. I have no idea what's going on here. But maybe just look at a different translation because some of them just says it a little bit more understandable, you know, because if you're reading the King James Version, if you're not very highly qualified in English, maybe you will struggle with some of the words. If you're um, like the die, die and those, but it's also very beautiful. I mean, that's the basis, but I mean, just to grow, to learn yourself, make sure you have something that you understand. So they say none of us can afford to be lazy about the Word of God. Our future is tied up in how much Word we have in our hearts. And I said to them uh, on this weekend, um, it's so amazing, some people just, you know, you can ask them and they can just give you scriptures. I mean, it is just amazing and I always pray for God, but uh, it's not going to help if I put the Bible under my cushion and think tomorrow morning everything is going to be in here. I hope so, but <laughs> it haven't worked yet. <laughs> so we need to study the Word and learn it. So in Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 23, it says, My son, 
Pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing and health to their flesh. Watch over your heart with all diligence. From it flows the springs of life. Isn't it true? And it's so amazing. Sometimes they use um, scriptures and sayings, and then you go, oh, wow. Like the thing that I say, people will say, don't do to somebody you won't have to be done to yourself. You know, it's actually a scripture. Some people say when they found it the first time, they were so amazed. I don't know, it was scripture. But it's all in the word. We just need to study it. So this declaration is a little bit long. So I'm going to say it and we're going to do it slowly. <laughs> and that's also what gives us power of God if we know his word. Yeah, because how do we get power? Through the experience. So I purpose the declarations. I purpose in my heart that I will not be lazy, that I will not draw back, hold back, or sit down, but purpose in my heart that I will rise up and march forward and become on fire. Okay, so it's a long one. So I'm going to do it slowly. <laughs> and then you can just say after me. I purpose in my heart that I will not be lazy. So you're making a promise now, nah? that I will not draw back, hold back, or sit down, but purpose in my heart that I will rise up and march forward and become on fire. Amen. So next time when we do it, you can just shout the scriptures for me before I even get to it. Yes, I know what's going to go with that. What are you going to say to a person like that? What are you going to say when I'm going to port the dam? What is the scripture? How much faith do we have to build? Because as Paul Renault always say, how do we prophesy? We prophesy according to our faith. So when she asks us all, okay, let's prophesy, then we all go, like, okay, what now? <laughs> we freeze a little bit in our chairs. And I'm the first one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Oh, don't put me on the spot, please. <laughs> okay, soar in the spirit, number six. So sometimes we have things that hold us back, that we can't think we can do it. No, we have that weight that's saying, no, Lord, I can't do it. It's not from me. So um, let's look at what is holding us back. In Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping of any unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence that the race that is set before us. So sometimes we feel like that now. We have sin in our life or, uh, okay, when I don't sin anymore, I will come to church. If this not happen, I won't do that. So this is all things holding us back. I'm not good enough. I can't come up here and preach to you, teach you anything. And that's all things that hold us down. And we must just say, we must soar in the spirit because it's not about us. It's about God. And he's showing us and teaching us. So let's look at your spirit, the part of you that is connected to God is always in command. Okay, so we must renew our mind, remember that, and we must crucify our flesh. So the declaration is, I am vitally connected to the God of the impossible. It is easy for the supernatural to thrive. 
Okay, so what? Are we going to do supernatural things? So say after me, I am vitally connected to the God of the impossible. It is easy for the supernatural to thrive. So just imagine, if you're so full of him, when you walk past sick people, they will just be healed like that. When your shadow falls on them, they're going to be healed. But if you're in the world and you do not spend time with God, do you think it's possible? Because people must see God in us. We must be so filled with him and so full of his word. Okay, so the last one I'm going to share with you and this... I loved it. It feels so applicable to myself. Put your foot on the promise. Put your foot on the promise. So put your foot on your promise. Feet, both. Put it down now. <laughs> what is the promise God gave you? Just think about it. Joshua 1 verse 3 says, I have given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised to Moses. So what did God what promise did he give you? Are you standing on that promise? Remember what I asked you last time? Are you declaring it every day? Do you have the scripture? Did you write it down? What is your promise from God? Because Joshua, Joshua got that promise. He got to the land. So when a miracle was needed, God always performs a miracle. Some, many of you have testified this morning. You got a miracle from God. So he can do it again, and we still trust him for a lot of miracles. So God, that's the way God desired the church to live, believing him for the supernatural. Today we're at the same place Joshua was. God had already given him the land, but he had to act on what God said. God has told us things in his word that belong to us. We have to put our foot on them and possess them. We have to walk out on the word. Now, so when we walk out, that's our promise. We're standing on it. So let's declare, I am putting my foot on my promise. I am putting, I want to see it, put your feet on your promise. I'm putting my foot on my promise. So he's looking for us to be fully, fully immersed in his word, to be in a relationship with him, to think of him day and night, to have this supernatural experience. So is that what we're going to do? going to go for that supernatural experience every time. So when you come here, come with an expectancy. No matter who is here in front, come here to meet him and to have that experience with him and learn from him. Um, is there any questions? Let me just see if they sent any questions. I didn't ask for any questions. I hope not. <laughs> um, so is there any prayer request? Um, the people on Facebook, if they want to put prayer requests, we will pray for you, but just here now, anything we can pray for, we're going to ask to pray for Pauline for forgiveness, to learn how to forgive. And so if we can just all stretch our hands out to her, then I'm going to pray and then we're going to close. Is it fine? Anyone else have a prayer request? Anything? Just stretch our hands out to her. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful daughter of yours. Thank you that you are showing her the way and that you are love. You just love us no matter what we do. And you forgive us our sins every, every day. Lord, I ask you to make her heart soft now and just let your love go into her heart and soften her 
And that she must see the people through your eyes, the people who has wronged her and done things wrong. And that, that we must know you love us all and that you forgive us every day. Your mercies are new every day. We thank you, Lord, for your mercies and the joy that we experience in your love. Touch her now and let her heart be softened. Thank you, Lord. And that we can pray for everything that she needs to get there, that she must know it's a journey and that she's gonna stand on your scripture and learn it and speak forgiveness over those people every day. Thank you, Lord. And I pray for everyone who's trusting for salvation of family members. Lord, work in their heart and thank you that we are the example that they can see through our behavior and your light in us what it is to be a child of God. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. And thank you that your desire for us is to operate in the supernatural, that we must believe you because you said you want us to do greater works, greater works. Thank you, Lord. We can live in faith to know we can do greater works. Please, everyone, and let their desires and miracles come to them very soon as you've promised them and that they can set their foot on your promise. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.